1: Hello fellow Fox fans, how the devil are we? It is the penultimate show of 2020, so a quick Happy New Year there if uh, you're going to start celebrating tomorrow, <laughs> and why not? How are we feeling? I've got to be honest with you, <laughs> I've got the rant out of my system, I was talking to Craig a bit uh, just before we came live and it nearly set it off again, but oh. Take a chill pill. I've chilled. I'm settled. You're watching Leicester Till I Die TV. It's the preview show. Well, we drew with Man United. And we drew um, at the weekend. The weekend, Monday night with Crystal Palace. Draws they're like buses. You're waiting for months for one, then two come along at once. We've got away on Sunday. A short matter. Well, not a short trip because we can't go, but a short matter of playing this lot on Sunday. Indeed, it is, and it's um back on sky uh, so just to let you guys know, there we go, third of January St James's Park is a two fifteen kick off and it's live on sky sports uh, I'm going to bring my uh, chat chum Craig in now, but we want to hear your views um about the Newcastle game um is Vardy back, bloody hope so. And I'll tell you something, as you know, and I'll tell Craig this now, that if he uh, he, he, always picks his probable team at the end. And i tell you what, if he picks his Nacho in there, you're sacked, mate. <laughs> Hello, Craig, how are you doing?
2: I'm all right, Chris. Thank you very much. I uh, I don't want to give any clues away as to where, <laughs> where I've managed to put the irreplaceable here show.
1: Hopefully in a skip somewhere outside of Dover. <laughs> <laughs> I've, Hi, chipped matthew. Him, I've chipped him 20 quid for uh for the taxi fare. <laughs> but uh, um good evening matthew how the devil are you sir uh matthew by the way just to let you know as i said did say this is the penultimate show of 2020 um mark who usually does our sort of uh, european and transfer shows is at the moment indisposed with um, medical reasons, so he can't do the transfer show tomorrow. So we're giving Matthew um, the chance to shine, and we're going to see what he looks like. And if he comes with a Filbert Street tattoo across his forehead, I know he matches the peak. But he'll be joining us tomorrow at seven for the transfer show. Um, Ivan, good evening. Um, this time, Rogers will put the first first team out. I think he's well. I don't know for me. I was happy with the performance in the first half. If only we'd had a decent striker on there.
2: It's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it seems, uh, I mean, last time we spoke, I think it was just before Christmas, which just sounds, um, ridiculous. And, uh, mm. you know, I always think, I always think I'm well prepared. And then as it happens, I'm always there just gone midnight, still wrapping presents. And then since then we've had two, two big games and two draws. And, um, yeah, I think we controlled the game uh, against Palace. It's just you know certain moments in games, you know, can can change the game totally. You know, we yeah. had the the great chance obviously with the penalty that goes in. You know, we get the reward for how well we played, and uh, yeah. you know, maybe you know, you would have played with a bit more confidence. But uh, over the two games, I think you know we 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 didn't play too badly. As, as brendan said you know you, you pick up draws where you, where you can't uh, win the game so that was good against man united we showed a little bit of backbone there which is something that i'd uh, uh, be um uh, to come back twice in that game but uh, yeah i think overall crystal palace was disappointing it was you know we were pleased to get a point in the end after going behind but we we control that game, which was uh, was uh, encouraging, but we just need to turn that possession into more chances and uh, and have a little bit more Talking up front.
1: Talking of control, I need to get control. We, I, I went off again on in Forgot to mention, of course, if you're watching us live, it's on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. Uh, if it's on Periscope and Twitter, it's at Leicester TID. And Facebook, Lester Till I Die group. Click on the stream, y'all thing so we can actually say hello to you. And we can't say hello to Facebook users. I'm fed up we're doing it every week. So just click on there. No download, no cost. And if you're watching us after, Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube or catch up on the podcast, Spotify, Apple, and Google, Lester Till I Die. Um, And hello to Stephen Collins, uh, Uber F., (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure I what yeah. <laughs> yes, <it's>, uh, <laughs> oh, I, say, I think I think he's obviously referring to uh, to a certain striker there. You know, um, uh, yes, uh, you, you did ask where we were going to put him, and I did have a suggestion, didn't I? But um, I mean, I think before, before, and we'll quickly move on from this. But one one last question to to to, to ask you: Spurs, Man United, Palace. Five points from the three games. Kind of, had we been offered that at the start of the season, at the, you know, before, sorry, the start of the season, we'd have been offered that before kickoff against Spurs. Would we have taken five points from those three games? Yeah, to be honest, I,
2: I think we would. You know, you'd have taken a point at Spurs. You'd have taken the, the points against Man U, probably, the way that they have been playing, especially away from home and you'd have taken a a palace victory. So, and I think that's how we have to look at the season. You know, it's, it's really easy to get um, hung up on isolated results. Uh, But if you switch those results around, you know, won the games where we expected to and and lost the ones where we thought we would, Man City, uh, et cetera, then we'd be really happy where we are. But that's the nature of being a football fan, isn't it? You always want a little bit more. You always think that you could have nicked another point here, another win there, but, To be honest, most fans of every team can say that, if only we'd have done this, that and the other. At the end of it, you know, we're sitting nicely, we're through in the Europa Mm. League, going into the new year. You know, things could have been a lot, lot worse.
1: Yes, it could. Um, And I've actually, I'm in a group at the moment with, um, we're trying to get one sort of fan from small, like this, like ourselves, YouTube uh, groups on Twitter. Mm. I, I was talking to them and, It's amazing. The Man United fan was actually being very honest and he said, you know, yes, our expectations are probably off the scale now because of what we we have been through. I think with ourselves, having won it, having got into the Champions League, having done well there, having qualified for Europe again, I think our expectations have probably gone up. But we've got, Mm. you know, and we have to accept, I think, this season you know, we are losing games we should have won, but we're winning games we probably thought we'd lose. But doing this, mm. as we do regularly, and we've got sort of nine shows almost a week going out on here now, mm. it is it is making me uber-critical. It's almost like I don't want to be uber-critical, but it's a case mm. of talking points.
2: Yeah, of course it is. Um, you know, you're, you're becoming the the sort of, Alan Shearer, or, or maybe more of a Martin <laughs> Keown of um, match of the day. I,
1: I, I I'd take Alan Shearer, but Martin Keown. <laughs> oh, you, you can be Robbie Savage then. Go on, if you're going to start that. Oh, I, you know, I,
2: I'll, I'll take that. If you're accepting Keown, I'll take Robbie Savage all day long. <laughs> but you do, you, you know, you look at individual points of games. You know, certain games within a season you know, it is all about talking points, you know, and, uh, um, and you do, you, the, the better you get, the more critical you become. I think it's a natural, a natural thing. And, uh, you know, you and I, as we, as we know, that we've been around for a long time and watched a lot of games and, and we can, or we should be able to sort of temper it a little bit and accept that, you know, we, we have taken uh, fighting for top six, top four, most seasons um, with a pinch of salt. You know it was never going to happen, and uh, but now the expectations are that we should be. God help us if we ever have a mid-table season.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and the this is the funny. And I'm just going to say quickly, bring that up again. Like I say, hello back to you. I have no idea who yeah, you are. You. <laughs> Your Facebook, Facebook. You, I'd call you all FUs, but that, that sounds like I'm being rude. You know? <laughs> but uh, I I did um, not this weekend. The weekend before, I did um, talk sport again uh, on Sunday morning on the match on the match show. And Max uh, Rushton, who was on there, he he was sort of saying that when Leicester won the Premier League, he was almost a case of, yeah, great, well done, lads. You know, it, it it's shaken things up. Now you're going to go back to where you were, and we kind of were for a couple of seasons. And he says, you like you like the dog that won't let go of the bone. You've had a taste of it, <laughs> and you are still you are still up there, you know, and yeah. and. When when he said it like that, I kind of went, that's a good point. Because,
2: I mean, you know, any team can have a a freak season, you know, and with the best will in the world, you look at that team that we put out on that pitch most days, you know, it'd be interesting to see where that same team would be this season. I'm not not sure it would be up and challenging, to be honest. Um, So, yes, it's a freak season. What what the, the people behind the scenes have done and should be given great credit for is building from that, you know, not not being stupid with it. You know, they haven't gone out and tried to spend 80, 90, 100 million in sort of flagship signings. They've had a plan um, that they've stuck to. They've put the training ground in place to help uh, bring players through. They've looked at buying and adding to the squad um, people who will bring you a profit when you sell on. You know, as I, said, I think I mentioned uh, uh last week you know very much in the sort of dortmund um uh, model um, oh, yeah. that they buy young develop them sell them on for a profit bring the next ones through and so far you know we've managed to do that uh, you know it's very difficult to say that we've missed any of the big name signings maybe mores we haven't uh, uh, replaced as such but kante we replaced with with indeedy Maguire we replaced with Soyuncu. So we've done that really well. We've sold for a profit and we've brought in players of a a similar, if not better standard. So that does bode well for the future.
1: It it does. Uh, I was just trying to um, find the information and I can't. Jeff Peters put it up earlier on on his Twitter and I copied it. I could see that, yeah. Yeah. And um, we are actually better off now. Than we were in the in the title winning season. Um, I, I said, the, yeah. the one I saw the, the one yeah, I, the
2: I saw was about the number points. of names that Brendan. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 102 points we had under Claudio, uh, with a plus thirteen goal difference. And we've got hundred and eight points we've had under Brendan Rogers with a plus forty five.
2: Yeah. So you know, I think we, that's you after know, a few- it's after a set number of games that both managers have had, isn't it, that uh, yes. we're on a better points total under Brendan yeah. than we are uh, at Claudio. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you, I, I was going to say you can't knock what he's done, but, you know, obviously we can and we do. Um, yeah. But that's because, again, just raised expectations. <laughs> I tell you what, Stephen. Nice. Yeah, I,
1: I had therapy on the post-match show for 10-15 minutes. I, I, I had a good old rant and got got it out of my system. But moving on, moving on. Uh, and they say it's like riding a bike, playing football. That you lose one, and if you only look, there's another one coming along. Unless it's an international break. Um, soon after. Uh, it's Newcastle. We're away, and obviously we do know that we are. We are playing better away. Now, let me just get rid of that, that comment and we can bring um, some bits of information up here. Now, you know, we've played them all in all. And I was surprised at this one, 127 times. Hmm. We've only won 47. They've won 50. It is quite close. But I think we've caught them up over the past few seasons because years ago, they used to be a force to be reckoned with, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, we had a couple of uh, of defeats that um,
2: you know sort of stuck in the throat a little bit. I remember a, a four three up there, I think, when we were we were winning and, and Shearer pulled one out of the bag uh, for a for a late winner. But we've uh, but we've had a few, you know. And um, yeah, you know, they're they're a, they're a big team. You know, they're a big team. We shouldn't forget that they're a big team, or maybe I should say a big club rather than a big team and over the years they've um, failed to achieve what their fans would like I, I watched uh, one of these uh, Sky Sports games uh, back one of the classic matches um, a couple of weeks ago uh, it was against uh, when they beat Manchester United 5-0 five I think it was that was a proper game of football that was that was old fashioned you know and it- it's not that long ago to be honest but there were tackles flying in everywhere in modern uh, modern referees There'd have been at least a couple cents off, um, but they had a fantastic team um, in them days. You know, really played under Kevin Keegan with a lot of uh, style, a lot of flair. And since then, uh, they, they seem to have gone backwards. You know, under Mike Ashley, you know, you do talk about a lack of um, a lack of um, sort of investment from. Uh, from them but uh, you know since Ashley's been in there but you know we didn't invest a lot in the team that won the league um, it's all about having the right manager in place and the right coach to get the best out of the players that you've got and since that Keegan team which as I said was, was a fantastic team and, and almost pipped Man United to the uh, to the title with a famous uh, I'd love it if we beat them rant from, uh, from Kevin yeah they've, they've struggled they've just sort of been a bit of a yo-yo team and they've never really um got anywhere near even top off, you know let alone europe so yeah, yeah we um yeah we we do well, seem to I have mean, one over
1: them hopefully can little, i just say that well done sir <laughs> you got, you, that that was seamless i don't think anybody noticed <laughs> i really don't
2: it's like a, I'm things- a professional isn't it
1: you <laughs> were, I tell you what, it, it's getting slicker this show. I can say, you know, it's almost like we rehearse it sometimes. <laughs> but in that season, and I, I think I've read it somewhere that I know it's Keegan, but if because they went on and bought Tino Estrella, mm. if I remember, were, and were, yeah. and it was bringing somebody like that that you brought in that had to play that actually threw them off course a little bit because it, it, it messed with the team. It did, I mean, that, that team.
2: The, the big Man United 5-0, I think they had Shearer, Ferdinand, Ginola. Um, fantastic um, uh, fantastic team, really full of flair. Albert at the back that scored that great chip. As you say, then they started almost getting a little bit ahead of themselves and started bringing in superstars or people that they thought thought were superstars. Yeah. Um, and And it sort of shifted the balance a little bit. I mean... I think it's important, you know, we do talk about, you know, bringing new players in. And I think it's important um, that we have done it gradually. You know, we've brought in one or two players. We've replaced where we've had to. We haven't Mm. padded the squad, bringing five, six, seven in at a time, which shifts that that balance. We bring them in, they get integrated into the squad, into the way of the club, you know, uh, which helps with Morgan. And I think that's why Morgan and Fuchs are still at the club, you know. They offer that solidity, that sort of experience along with Kasper and Vardy to bring new players into the sort of ethos of the club and, and what the club's all about, rather than throwing lots of players in to, to freshen it up. So, you know, hats off to the people behind the scenes. They've done a great job of, of keeping us as a well-rounded, we did, you know, league we team. That we, can
1: we did flirt, though, with buying superstars after we won the Premier League, and we we saw what happened with that. I mean, how many of them are still at the club? I think possibly one, because we can't get rid of him. Um, And, of course, we're not forgetting under Martin Allen, he just went out and bought a a whole new team when he took over. So you do have to get the the buying policy right. Um, But looking at us within the Premier League, uh, We've played each other 26 times. Now that is pretty even: 11 to Newcastle, 10 to us, and five draws. So it's not, Like you say, it's it, it's. Although we're doing well and they're not, it, we are struggling. Last year, I mean, <laughs> we shouldn't read too much into that because uh, we, we we did the double over Palace last season, and they just got stuff seven nil. <laughs> but a three-nil away, and having said that, we played both of those before lockdown. Maybe that had something to do with it. But a three and a five-nil win there.
2: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think you know it's really important. You know, we've seen the way the, the, the games have gone for us. Yes, we did come back from Manchester mm. United. But you know, when we get a goal up, you know, particularly against the lower teams, I think it's more important to get a goal up because the lower teams get a goal up and then they will sit back even more. And We know how difficult we've found it to uh, to break down teams like that. So, the first goal is critical. The first goal against Palace, they would have had to come out a little bit more and uh, would have made more gaps for us. So, I think it's uh, this game in particular, I think we, we need to get that first goal so we can go on then and play our own
1: football. Um, yeah. Do you think this is Leicester, though? It was so... I think had we got that first goal against Palace, having them just having lost seven nil or seven one, whatever it was, they would have I think capitulated and they would have got the heads down if we'd got a goal really, really early on. But it's it's Leicester through and through, isn't it? We 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 have been starting well over the past few seasons. We have been knocking the ball around like like with Brazil. Mm-hmm. We haven't been scoring the goals. We've been having the shots, and it comes back and bites us on the big white arse, doesn't it? Hey. It does. I, I would say that um, that game at the
2: weekend was, um, oh, sorry, the weekend, a couple of days ago, um, was probably Monday's more like... out of the weekend. I know, I know, I'm losing it. Reminded me a little bit of, uh, of the Bournemouth game last season, when we were totally in control of that game. Mm. And then we went on to lose it. So, from that perspective, you could say that we've learnt from that. You know, we've learnt that we yes. need to roll our sleeves up stay in the game and we will get a reward because we believe in the players we've got. Whereas against Bournemouth, the goal went in, heads went down and and we looked like we could have shipped a goal every time they attacked. So I think it's about progression uh, and dealing with different situations. And the more experienced these players get, they can take that, you know, and they've probably talked amongst themselves and said, you know, if we go a goal down, this is how we do it. We believe in our football. We keep playing the football. And we've done it in a few games. You know, we did it Braga away, um, getting that last minute goal. We could have just pumped a high ball in, but we didn't. We we kept to the ethos of playing the playing the ball around, and we managed to get a goal. Doesn't always work, obviously, but I think we're learning and uh, and evolving as a team.
1: I mean, you you like me, you you know, you you said earlier we we we've both been around the block a few times, and I I remember the Liverpool side of the sort of seventies and eighties, which was all domineering you know there were you know what 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 man united under ferguson was recently they were under shankley and paisley etc they never panicked they went a goal down or, or or they were breaking them down but it's easy for me to and i suppose it's easy for fans to look at another team and say yeah liverpool did well and that's how they did and they went on to win everything when it's your own team you're like, fucking hell, just yeah. score, will you?
2: Just get that ball in the box, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it is. It is frustrating and, you know, particularly even in, in, in sometimes when you see uh, um, Johnny Evans. I, I don't know uh, whether Johnny Evans thinks he's going to end up getting a statue built of himself outside the ground because the number of times he just stands there with his foot on the ball like Bobby Moore um, and that statue outside <laughs> of West Ham's ground, you know, it just frustrates me to hell about. I must admit, but you know, apparently it's uh, it's uh, something that they work on to try and draw players out of position to actually close him down. But yeah, you know, I, I do. I would like them to see them get it forward a little bit quicker. I must yeah. admit.
1: Good evening, uh, Andy. Yes, we have. You've missed it, mate. That was that was like <laughs> five minutes ago. You know, you've got to come in early. I know we are early tonight, but yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you have missed it. Um let, let me ask you this then, Craig. We've we've I think obviously you're gonna pick your team later later in the show. For me, I think we're gonna see a lot of the what we would call regular first teamers coming back. Mm-hmm. Having yeah. played Man United on Boxing Day on the twenty sixth, two days later, it's almost taught toor- well, it's it's worse than tournament football because with tournament football like the World Cup and the Euros, you get at least three days between the games. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked at that team and I there was nothing that worried me about that team. Looking at those players, I've always thought when you looked at the past and we played Newport in the Cup or Millwall in the Cup and 12s put out the B side, you're thinking like, oh, God, we're going to, you know, this is the B But to all intents and purposes, seven changes, that was almost the B team. But the players in there had earned the right and there was nothing there that worried me. But do you think he did the right thing making all those changes?
2: Well, I mean, uh, if you remember back uh, when I was trying to pick the team for the the Man United team uh, uh, game and the, then the Crystal Palace one, I'd I predicted that he would make seven or eight changes. I think I'd yeah. I'd kept a couple of the back four and Casper in, and then virtually changed everyone else. So, yeah. it's no surprise for me. I, I, I've seen on Facebook, uh, you know, lots of fans saying that he should have gone with the same team. Um, uh, and he shouldn't have made so many changes, or at least put the main players out, get ahead in the game, and then change it around. But I think it's very difficult, particularly with some of those players who'd had little niggly injuries. Castagna's only just come back. Vardy had had a groin strain. I would have, I would have thought he would have loved to have not brought Vardy on at all during that game. You know, Tierlemans had looked quite uh, a little bit tired. So, I, I, to be honest, those players were good enough to win that game. Yeah. we showed that in the first half so i think it's a hindsight thing that we didn't get the win um that people will look in hindsight and say we should have done this that and the other but that team was good enough to play crystal palace off the park for 45 yeah. minutes we just didn't I get agree. the goal yeah. that i'll play we know uh, uh, coming and
1: d- done well. we know mendy's mm. coming and done well um I mean, Perez to me in that game was he, he, he was looking up for it. He wanted. He was running out, you know. He, yeah. he was at least trying. Uh, there were players that that, that had proved themselves, so. and a manager very much you, you know you, you you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And had he gone for the same players, and had Vardy mm. pulled a muscle again, uh, had Amarti or Castagna if he you know got a recurrence of their. Yeah. Uh, Injuries would have been sat here bemoaning him and, and you know saying what the bloody hell are you doing picking that team so so he, he, he was never going to win unless obviously yeah. we'd gone out four or five nil and would have said sort of what a great tactician he is but uh, you know we're all uh we're all we're all managers aren't we but the form the we form are. guide here <laughs> um i mean leicester yeah that is like i said at the start you don't get a draw all season and that busses two come along at once newcastle not you know not bad really i mean okay you know they lost to man city you know that i mean i know we beat them but that's nothing to be ashamed of um they drew with fulham yeah let's keep quiet about that you know uh they lost to leeds that's probably the the, the one bad result and they managed to beat west Brom, and then they managed to beat palace and it we didn't do it's, it's, we, we can't take this one for granted can we
2: I don't. I don't think you can take any any Premier League game for granted these days. Uh, on any given day, and also, VARs involved as well. The refereeing this year, you know, without getting on another rant, um, the refereeing has been, uh, shall we say, inconsistent. Um, VAR decisions have been inconsistent. So you know, there's that to throw them in. You, you can play fantastically well, but then a VAR decision goes against you, a ridiculous one at either end and it can shift the the, uh, the game. I would think from what I've seen of Newcastle, yeah. a couple of their better results have included a couple of uh, uh, controversial penalties, shall we say. Um, yeah. So I don't think they are actually you know, playing particularly well and taking teams apart. St Maximan is, is a danger, but again, I'm not sure whether he'll be back and fit. He's missed the last few games. Mm-hmm. Alan Wilson's been in and out. He probably, I don't think he played in the last game, but he probably damaged himself from that really, really heavy tackle that he took to win the penalty um, in the game before, um, if there was any contact at all. Maybe it's just when he hit the ground, he hurt himself. But um, I don't think they're a great team, to be honest. And uh, if we put our strong team out, which we should after a five-day break, we should have enough to beat them.
1: We've got to remember that as well. We actually have got, a longer break than Newcastle, because Newcastle are playing tomorrow night, and it's a small matter of they are playing Liverpool. So, in a way, (laughs) there shouldn't be sort of any excuses. And thank you for the the mention of the VAR. Again, leads me very nicely (laughs) into a nice link here, because um, we are starting a new show in January. It's going to be a monthly show, and we... um, are going to be non-Leicester City. So it's going to be general football talk. We're going to have three or four fans on from different clubs. We've got Man United, Arsenal, Spurs, Fulham, West Ham, all agreeing to come on at different times. It's going to be a bit of a mix. And uh, we're going to be looking at non-Leicester City, but general football chat. So that's VAR is probably going to be the first one. have a chat with that. So that's coming up in January. So keep a lookout for that. Well said, Craig. You you linked me into that very, very very well. Thank you for that. And we're going to be back with a look at a few more comments um, straight after this. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Of the foxes. I think mean, what well, we could do with him now, couldn't we, really? Let's be honest, you know. We could. Uh, but that was yes. the days when teams used to play two up front.
2: Um, yeah. You know, there's not many of them around anymore. And, you know, what I would say in, in one one word in Ian Acho's defence, I would think that he's a better striker in a two than a one. Um, and then let's just move on from that.
1: Well, you say move on. I'm just going to bring up a couple of comments. <laughs> to, that, I would say, to that, I would very quickly say, is that because the other striker's making him look good and he's not? Are we talking like a cante drink water where one what makes the other one look better than they actually are? Um, let's just have a look here. Apart from Nacho, that team was capable of beating Palace, as you said. Um, somebody posted me the stats of Albright and then they were terrible... Nacho had a bad game, but he gives a hundred percent. Does he? Does he really give a hundred percent? Because I tell you something, every time I look at him, he's lounging about and wandering up and down the pitch. I don't I don't think he gives a hundred percent. I think we're lucky if he gives ten percent. Perez, when he was playing, and, and Perez has been up and down, he was running and fighting for every ball. Nacho, I'm sorry, no, he doesn't give a hundred percent at all. That's just a I'm sorry, but that is that is bollocks. Um, <laughs> in, in in my humble opinion And with all respect to the gentleman that posted it I obviously respect your opinion But I disagree with you 100% on that one uh, Is it just me or do we pour slightly um, uh, To celebrate gold with VAR? Uh, I think we do I, I, I think we do You look at the um, Madison strike Which was a, you know, a, a shaved hair leg from being onside, I think you score and you got, you do, you don't want to to look a fool, do you? No,
2: Um, I I think, I think we're becoming a little bit used to it now. And um, because, you know, it's happening so often that a goal goes in and you do just wait, you know, it's almost like a a long, like you used to look across at the linesman's flag. Now you just sit and wait for a VAR decision. But uh, yeah. i think it would be worse if we were in the grounds i think the frustration yeah. there would be even worse than just sitting watching it on tv to be honest but um yeah, yeah it, it is frustrating user, and, and you, do, you, you do wait
1: yeah facebook user uh, yeah, <laughs> i got told <talked. laughs> it's, it's about opinions i don't know you haven't got your name on there so i don't know who you are but like i say i respect your opinion i told you know everybody this is a football forum we're like ourselves opinions are like ourselves we've all got one i tend to speak out of mine quite a lot to be honest with you <laughs> I, yes i do disagree with you on that point but i respect your opinion and you're right you're right to have it um right move, 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 <laughs> moving on from nacho let's uh let's uh try and move on a little bit now um i <sighs> Looking at that form table, I think we've got. Are we still second? No. I mean, I did this a couple of days ago. Newcastle are 14th at the moment. But I tell you what, that table, when you look at it, Chelsea lost, and that was a surprise losing yeah. to uh, to Arsenal. There's results in there that you just don't expect. You can go as Southam- uh, Southampton, sorry, as Spurs have showed in the last uh, few games, lose a couple, you can drop right down. Win a couple, you are right back up there. Yeah, I think they mentioned it uh,
2: yesterday on the coverage um, that I think it was seven points, uh, maybe even less between uh, either first and eleventh or second and eleventh, where we are. I think it's uh, you know it, it changes all the time, you know. And, and as we said, you know, we've said before, teams are going to go up and down. You're going to have a couple of good results you're going to have a couple of bad ones and uh, and teams come in and out everton have done it everton obviously their game was yeah. uh, was off last night because of man city they would have gone back into second i think if they'd have taken a, at least a point you know they dropped off the pace and then they they came back they, the manager shuffled it around a bit he's got a settled team and they've come back uh, pretty strong and it's, it's about sort of holding your nerve a little bit if you do go on a run of, of two or three games Lampard was talking about it last night that uh, that, they, uh, that they that they'd done the same, but he decided to shuffle his pack a little bit, um, and they, they got the win. But they did; they look very ordinary against Arsenal. But I think you're going to have that this season, with the, particularly around now with the number of games. I think it'll settle down a bit during January. That'll probably be more of a, a settling period because the European games don't come back until February. So January is probably going to be. A little bit normal. Obviously, you've got a couple of cup games in there, but uh, but I think by the end of January, you might see a little bit of settling.
1: I like your confidence there. You've got a couple of cup games. You you you're confident that we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna be stoked. But <laughs> we'll come on to that. Um... We'll come on to that uh, next week, actually. Just looking there, we're actually still second on goal difference. We've got 29 points. Everton have got 29. United have got 27. I mean, Tottenham have gone from first right the way down to seventh. The problem is that you look at the tables now and you can say, yeah, we're second, aren't we doing well, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the game, the teams behind us have got games in hand on us.
2: Yeah. So I know the likes of Villa I think have got a couple of games in hand, haven't they?
1: Yeah. The thing is, though, you know, they've got
2: to... Yeah, it is It is indeed, Chris. Um, hmm. um, but, you know, teams are talking, clubs are talking about the number of games that they're having to fit in. Um, this just means they've got more games to fit in. So, you know, they're going to have less, um, less time between games and with Cup coming up now as well, that's, that's not going to make it easy. So, at some point, they've got to play them. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I'd rather have points on the board to be
1: honest yeah. that was going to be my next question you pre me there and I think we've always got to say for the fact that we, we, we want the, the, the points on the board the thing is these matches they're going to be back to the position where they're playing two possibly even three a week to, to yeah. try and fit them all in especially sort of if you're talking about clubs like Chelsea's Arsenal Spurs who have got European games as well yeah. could, could work in yeah. our favour but and it's a uh, time. Oh, let me just quickly tell you, for those of you that are interested, it's Brighton nil, Arsenal nil. I've always wanted to do this, you know. Burnley one, Sheffield <laughs> United nil. Southampton nil, West Ham nil. West Brom nil, Leeds United four. <laughs> there another another thing ticked off my list. Reading out uh, reading out the results, but can, Leeds. Can, can you just read that last one again? Yeah, West Bromwich Albion nil, Leeds United four. Oh, what a shame for Big Sam. You know,
2: yes. him and his, yeah. his purest football ways. You know, it's an absolute.
1: Uh, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm tearing up here. I mean West Brom have obviously, you know, felt his you know he's worth the money that they paid to get him in and pay off Slaban for the point they got to at uh, Liverpool, which uh, i am honest with you, i I used to like Big Sam. I didn't like him after his little England episode, but I just think no. the sacking of village at that point is just was was just totally serious. Talking of managers, it leads me very nicely on to you putting on Brendan's underwear again. Because you've still got his shoes off. Oh, it used to be a shoe. Now it's his underwear. Yeah. Yes, okay. I think um, I think we should go for the underwear. We have a small matter of the the formation and lineup. And like I always say, that isn't your formation and lineup. That is that is just a graphic. I have to say that every time. But Brendan made seven changes. Are you going to make seven changes back? Who are you going to predict uh, is going to be in that starting lineup for the? Newcastle game, you know, for, for
2: January, with the players coming back, I think we're getting as close to a settled lineup as we've been all season, to be honest. Um, not having to play two games in a week until European football comes back. With players coming back, I think if everybody's fit, I think most people could name the team, uh, at the minute. Because we seem to have settled on something that works. The 4-1, one seems to be working pretty well. The players within it all know their job and what they've got to do. Um, and I think from that perspective, I think we're in a good place. The only bit I think he needs to sort out a little bit is, is going to be that centre-half pairing in a, in a four as to where he goes. Now, Soyuncu looks like he's back.
1: I mean, did we have... Remind me, because my... My mind's own, but when we went from the Spurs game to Man United, it was the same team. he never made any changes, and that was the first time in the whole season. But um, uh, well, let, let me let me guess. Have you started by chance with Casper? In... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just Andy. I'm going to have to bring this up, mate. And I said I was going to move on, but uh, <laughs> Craig knows his contract is up for renewal <laughs> in the new year, and if Nacho gets in that first team, he is out craig is gone and i've been looking for another preview buddy um we started with casper. no pressure from the
2: boardroom mate. <laughs> yeah
1: no no none at all none at all you, you've got to do, uh I'm, I'm i'm like the bbc i'm getting rid of all the old regulars and <laughs> new people No, seriously joking aside uh are we starting with casper we
2: are if his uh if his wrist is okay after that shot he saved against um from uh rashford um I think that I think everybody teams went, teams went teams. a little bit over the top. It was a great save, you know, and it, I think it says more about the strength of his wrist than uh, than the quality of his goalkeeping. It was a great save, you know. It I think Robbie Savage. <laughs> I think Robbie Savage called it the save of the season, which I think was a little bit much, but um, but no, Casper A good save, for the, yes,
1: that yes. Uh, moving 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 quickly on before any comments come up. So we've yep. got we go for about four.
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, in the the continued absence of um, Ricardo, it's uh, JJ at uh, at right back, and uh, I think a few people have said this now. You know, JJ has probably been the most consistent player we've had all season. Um, I think he's done a fantastic job. He's played three different positions already. You know, he's he's dropped into a centre half as part of a as part of a, a three. Uh, and he's played both fullback positions and he, he rarely lets you down. He, you'll get the odd mistake with him, but he rarely lets you down in terms of his commitment and uh, his will to win and his desire
1: to try and get forward. I think he's been a fantastic signing. Um, do you think, so, JJ bit, and then... Sorry, sorry, just to say with, with Fafana yep. as well. Do you think both JJ and Fafana, it's a bit almost like throwing the baby into the swimming pool? sink or swim, Mm -hmm. and both of them have proved that they've come through. Yeah, pretty much. You know, if you're you're right, it's a
2: good analogy that um, you've got to play them so they they, they stand or fall. Not not every player can do that. And I would say that 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 says a lot for the current recruitment, that, uh, you know, they're two players who are fairly new to the club um, that they've picked up and they've put them straight in and they've looked um like they've been playing at least a couple of seasons so again we're doing our due diligence in terms of, of uh, recruitment um bringing players in who could slot in if need by if needed um, and they've done great for us um so Jay, but JJ's been great and uh, you know you, every team i think needs one of those players who can fill in and uh, yeah it wouldn't surprise me I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he, if he makes one of Southgate's teams because you know we haven't got that kind of player at England I think I mean he plays he plays Kieran Trippier on the left hand side um, but I, he won't be playing uh, for a while um, so JJ might have a chance you never know
1: never know it would it would it not be funny if you dropped Chilwell and put JJ in there
2: hmm.
1: it would be but I mean, I mean just part of me thinks
2: you know leave all our players out of the England squad and and. Uh, you know, it's better for us, and uh, and makes them hungry to try and force their way in. And no injuries.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so in goal, JJ at right back.
2: Yeah, um, Castanho at left back. Yeah. Now this is this is the, the this centre half pairing is the only one where uh, I'm not sure which way's going to go. I th- I think he'll choose this game to bring Soyunchu back. Um, and I think he'll play him alongside Evans. I think the dream, the dream going forward. I think the dream going forward would be to play for Fana and Soyunchu, But I think they both need to work their way back in. And I think that little. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Johnny Evans. Uh, I mean, everybody's sort of not everybody, but they rave about him. The pundits seem to love him, but he's been at fault for two or three goals for for my liking. Um, the goal that Cavani. Uh, the, where Cavani slipped it through for Fernandes. For me, Evans went towards the ball where he should have been filling in a cross, you know, and, and that left the gap. So I don't think he's been as uh, as great as he is. But I think I think with Caglar coming back, who can be a little bit hot-headed and you don't know how he's going to be mm. on his first game back, I think he's more likely to go for the experience alongside either Fafana or or Caglar. I, I don't think he'd play... And Marty again, I think he was sort of forced into that. I think he'll ease him back as well. So, I'm going to go Evans I, and uh, just, um, Soyuncu.
1: I'm just thinking that, obviously, Fafana didn't make an appearance against um, Crystal Palace. And... No. Maybe he was resting him for this game. But, like you say, he may well be easing Soyuncu back in. And he might only mm. get 45, 50 minutes and swapping him round, which... He's done in the past yeah. he's brought players back he's not rushed them back and when no. he brought them back in madison is the is the case in point when he brings them back in he mm-hmm. does ease them in doesn't he gives them 45 50 60 yeah. minutes and it's for me it's the right way to go so i can see you thinking there i can't see you thinking
2: yeah um and then indeed he is the one yeah And i'm sitting in front of them And I, th- I think he's going to go with um, All Brighton, Madison, Telemans and Barnes as the four.
1: What is your for, thought for... on All Brighton? The, the, the gentleman before um, picked it up here. He's he, he saying All Brighton stats not, not good.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was one of his better games, to be honest. I, I expected him to play. The that game and not the man united game but uh, but he, yeah. he had a really good game against manchester united um and he does do a job you know and if you're looking for the creativity to come from somewhere else and we know that jj does like to get forward a lot you've got to have someone who's got at least a bit of a defensive mind for me i think that when ricardo's back i think there's every chance that jj may be pushed forward into that right midfield slot because those two could dovetail very nicely together because they both want to get forward, but they both know how to defend as well. And, do and you I think that think could be Al- a very
1: strong pairing. Yeah. I mean, I love, Al- I mean, you've got to love all I mean, you know, the guy is, is, is up there with Vardy is, is a hero because of course everybody was, that was in that team, but you yeah. know, looking where he came from, looking what we paid for him, looking what he's done. I mean, Albrighton's the sort of player for me, when Vardy's playing, you need All Brighton or somebody like that that's going to get the quick balls in. With obviously with with, with oh God, I've got to mention his name again. With Nacho playing, he doesn't he's not he doesn't go for those sort of balls that Vardy does, which may be why all Brighton playing a slightly different game because of that didn't shine. Because you look at All Brighton and you look at the crosses that he puts in. Um Tillermans, yeah, a bit tired, but he he came back. And Barnes, he we would be struck about his goals this season, wouldn't we?
2: Yeah, I mean to be fair, he's he's been well. I was a little bit unsure about him um, his consistency, but the last couple of games, I've got to say, he's been involved a lot more, um, mm. and he's looked to be positive. He's still frustrating, I think, but I think that does come with most wingers. You know, Martin Mares was. Was fantastic for us, but it could still be frustrating in equal measure. Um, yeah. So I, I think it does. Come, I think it comes with the the territory with a, with a winger. But as you say, he is a danger at the minute, and um, and I think, as I say, he's earned the right to to hold down that spot at the moment.
1: Yeah, and I am going to say here, and I'm going to quote a well known saying again, as well as reading the football results out. It's maybe been my my dream to say this on telly. Um, Are we going to say, can we have a P, please, Bob? Are we looking (laughs) at Perez in there?
2: Um, No, I think, I mean, Vardy's up front.
1: You've ruined it now. You've ruined it. If if you'd have picked Perez, that would have been brilliant.
2: Yeah, no, it's Vardy. For me, as I say, apart from, you know, that centre-half pairing, um, I think he needs to sort of, over the next couple of games, decide which is the best pairing. Uh, and Albrighton on that right-hand side. I think the rest of it is a pretty solid and settled team. And if we can get a run of games with an unchanged team and get some results, I think it it bodes very well that he can then start to just tinker one or two players here and there
1: without wholesale changes. But that looks a strong team to me. Can I just say that I should have been using that because when I did my, I got carried away with how clever I was at being able to say, "Can yeah. I have a pee, please, Bob?" And I was actually pay, playing twelve players rather than eleven, thinking that we were going want- to have Perez Just off. I did off- wonder that, Chris, but I was going to let that slide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're thinking like, hang on, you've, you've moaned about Nacho and you want Vardy back, and now you're dropping him for Perez. Now, uh, let's be honest mm-hmm. with you. Having 12 players on the pitch would be very, very good. But, um, yes, I I, uh, I need to do my maths, I think. Maths was never my strong point. But then again, North <laughs> football, uh, what's, what's new there? Like you say, um, I tend to talk out of the wrong home more often than not. I think that is a a strong... I, looking at that, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably almost our strongest team. Um mm-hmm. I think if I had to pick a first eleven that I would pick week in, week out, that formation is definitely I think the best formation. Uh I probably long term would have Fafana in place of Evans and probably under with all Brighton. Because I think all Brighton you can't it's a bit like Vardy. We've got to keep hold of him because again, ten minutes to yeah. go, he's got that pace, but he's not going to always have that pace for 90 minutes. But certainly for the next game I think under is he injured does anybody know he he had a bit
2: of a he had a bit of a hamstring strain so that's why he he kept him back you know it wouldn't surprise me that that, that if he he chooses this game to give him a start to be honest if he's fully fit wouldn't surprise me at all
1: do you have um, do you have uh, Mr. I on the bench Um, well I,
2: I do but because I'm frustrated. For me, Slimani would be on the bench. Um, I, I, I don't understand what's going on there. Maybe there was a, a move lined up in January. He had him on the bench and he brought him on for one game. Um, he didn't really get much time to do anything. But I think if you're looking at, at players who want to play facing the goal, Slimani is more of that player and more of a Jamie type because he will get on the end of crosses. He wants to be facing goal. Ian Acho is a back-to-goal uh, back to to the goal player for me. So you have to play a different kind of football. You have to play into his feet. And that's why I think, you know, he is better as someone who, who plays plays uh, as a two so he can play off someone else rather than being the, the main man. He doesn't like, for me, he doesn't seem to like
1: wanting to run in behind too much. For me, Inacho should be back in the dressing room sort of player but at the moment. <laughs> but there we go. I mean, for... <laughs> I don't. I mean, yes, he did say about Sloman. He said at the start, oh, he's got a, you know, he, he's got a chance to, 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 to you know, to make, him, you know, still have a something maybe at Leicester. And he, he literally he's been in the one game, and he came, you know, he's not been in the squad, and he had ten minutes on. But he does yeah. offer us something. Uh, and I know, you know, you can't say, you know, I say yeah, people will and say, well, Sloman is rubbish. What did he do? Blah blah blah. He, he he could get in there with his head. He, he got most of his goals with his head, mm. which was an option we don't really have. But okay. is he going to be any worse than that, No, he's not. You know, I'm sorry. He's, maybe he might not be any better, but he's he's not going to be any worse. But um, right. Matthew said John is brilliant, in my opinion, next to these young lads. He's not, you're not going to sell him in January then, Matthew? We'll find that out tomorrow. Uh, Andy here, a question for you, Craig. Would Ricky P make mm. a good win? Has he played that role
2: a bit? R- hasn't. He? Well, he has a couple of times, and as I say I, I think I think Ricardo in um, in pairing him up with JJ, I think they would be a really interesting option. Mm. For me, I would probably play JJ higher up the pitch than Ricardo, uh, particularly if you're easing him back a little bit. And I think JJ has shown that he can he can deliver a ball. Um, yeah. Some of his deliveries been fantastic in his first time delivery, um, and, and I think he probably edged Ricardo on that on that uh, on that
1: on that uh, stat. And they could interchange as well. When they say they're on that same side, you know, one goes forward, exactly. the other drops back. It, it, it's almost an ideal pairing, isn't it? Really, exactly.
2: I, I think they could dovetail really nicely.
1: Very quickly, um, because we are coming to the end. But Stephen asked, "What do you guys think of Pratt?" um personally i like him i think he offers a lot to the team Uh, he's a belgium international we know he can do it um he he hasn't had the game time perhaps that he should have done but maybe that's you know because of the form of other players out there we know that but yeah if if, as long as he's happy to kind of stay in the squad i think he's he's an excellent member the member of the squad no, I, I really like him. I, I think he's a
2: really good player. Um, it's just knowing where he fits at the minute, you know. Yeah. If everybody was playing at the top of the game, then you know that Madison and, and Uri are, are a great central yeah. uh, pairing, you know. Um, so, would you play him above either of those? I don't think you would. Uh, would you play him above Ndidi? I don't think you would. So, yeah. I'm not sure. I think he's one of those classic guys that you know you can rely on that yeah that if you have to bring him on during a game or throw him in for a game he'll do you a good job um i think he may end up getting down, a little. Bit when, did, when we did use him we didn't let him down no. at all did he no, no. I, d- I just wonder whether he'll start getting a bit frustrated that he's not getting enough game time when um, you have the run-up to the euros um that uh, that he wants to make sure that he's in that
1: squad so it'll be interesting interesting one to watch but again, like, like we said earlier, come January, FA Cup, if we get past out, there's a couple yeah. of games there. February, we're back in the Europa League. Hopefully, we can progress there. We've got minimum of two games, no matter what happens. So there are options for him to start when you talk about having to rest. And we are going to have to rest players, but, uh, but no, there we go. Right, it is time for CCM, Craig's Classic Match so we're looking at uh, newcastle versus leicester city and you know sometimes i've trod on craig's toes and kind of not knowingly given it away in advance and but i have absolutely no idea excited might be a little bit too far but i'm interested to see what game uh, what game are going to go for Craig. Well, you know, I, I'm a football fan at the
2: end of the day and a classic match is a classic match. Yeah. Whether we come out on top or we don't. And I've actually gone for one um, that I remember very well because I was there um, that was a horrendous game for us. But it was a great uh, event, shall I say, to be part of. Uh, and it was 9th of May back in 1993 up at St James's Park and we actually got stuffed 7-1 oh yeah yeah yeah. now that's not a classic match from a Leicester's fan point of view and I will remind you, I saw us get beat 7-1 that season twice because we had Chef Wednesday away in a cup game and we got done 7-1 as well Um, not a great season Um, but they were Newcastle had a great team. Uh, they were champions elect basically. They were getting the trophy at the end of that game. Um, they were rebuilding the big stand that's behind the goal now. Where the the, if Leicester fan anybody's been there, um, that little corner uh, about halfway up Everest that the uh, away fans have put. Um, they were building that stand, so that stand was a was basically wasn't there they had um a stage erected behind the goal they had lindisfarne playing before the game uh giving it the old fog on the the time and god knows what it was just a fantastic atmosphere leicester fans played their part in that as well the leicester fans that were there that day were fantastic we got an absolute um hammering andy cole got three goals the old david kelly um, he got three goals and uh, Rob Lee they had a really good team that day um, and we just played our part in the game to be honest uh, the game was over for pretty pretty early on to be honest um, but most Leicester fans stayed and they, they, uh, they got the trophy at the end they paraded it round and we got a really good reception off the Newcastle fans for, for the fact that we took it all in good heart and we uh, we clapped them around and it was, a, it, was a, it was a really good game it's just a shame that the result got in the way.
1: Was, um, you may have mentioned this before, and I'm lucky if I can remember what I did 10 minutes ago, let alone an hour ago. Was KK the manager then? Um, yes, I think he was.
2: I think he was, to be honest. I'm, I'm not totally sure, but I think he was. It was the start of his, um, his reign. And yeah. a, a couple of questions uh, to throw out, obviously, on the back of that and um newcastle got promoted won the championship uh they went on the following season to finish third in the premier league so that tells you what a team they they had um so two questions can you tell me who scored the one in the seven one and can you remember how that season ended
1: for us And what year was it again? Remind me of the year.
2: Nineteen
1: ninety-three. Nineteen ninety-three. I'm going to ask anybody that's watching if they know, because I am struggling. Nineteen ninety-three. It wasn't a little little Canadian, was it? That's go for us. Exactly right, Chris. It wasn't a little Canadian. No, no. Oh, God, I can cut you off, you know. <laughs> I can do that. See you, Craig. All oh, the best, mate. You think you're being clever? There we go. No, that, 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 that. So, who scored the one for Leicester in the 7 1 drubbing? And um, how did the season finish for us? Yeah. Did we. And okay, I, I got the striker wrong there who got the goal. Um nineteen ninety three. Who, who did you think it was? Sorry. Who did you think it was? Which little was, Canadian I, did you think it was? I thought it was Ian Hume. Okay. yeah No. And I, I know he was the nineties, wasn't he? But um yeah. no, other than that, I could I could list a load of players off. Did we? We didn't finish in the play did we finish in the playoffs? That's basically my question to you, Chris. Yes. I and think I think it
2: works
1: on who wants to be a millionaire. You know, <laughs> Is that the right answer? Excuse me. Excuse me, Jeremy. Just... Before I get it, I'm just going to phone a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Can you help me here? Um, we... Okay. I'll say we finished in the playoffs.
2: Okay. And then what happened then? How did the season finish? If we if if you think we finished in the playoffs, how did the season finish?
1: Well, we didn't, and we didn't 93. 93. Was that the Swindon final?
2: Are you, are you telling me or are you just asking <laughs>
1: again, Chris? I'm fishing, I'm fishing there. You can see. Okay, <laughs> let's say we the playoffs. We played Swindon and we lost to Swindon.
2: I'm going to say that that is correct. Well done. We did indeed. We finished. We finished sixth. Swindon finished fifth, and we we uh, we got beaten four three in that amazing final. It's still one of the best games I've been to, even though we lost. Um,
1: Can I just, just say, I would yeah, like to thank Harry, Harry Peerpoint for his unknown help there, because I'm just reading that, <laughs> in his in at the moment, and I've just got to the point of around that time, of uh, literally just done the uh, 4-3, the game that Brian Little gets fed up with being asked about. But um, who yeah. scored the goal? Go on then, tell me who scored the goal. Was it, I'm going to say Steve Walsh. Was it Didn't no? It was Steve Walsh. Yes. Oh, come on. Come on. Hey, I, I'm quitting now. I'm not answering any more questions. But I get I get it right. Let's have a look. We're going to go. A couple more things. We'll just do this. I'm going to go off and have a run around the garden, put my head, shirt over my head and celebrate. We'll be back right after you this. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Now available on Spotify. Right, well, I'm conscious of the time for you, because I know you uh, you wanted to um, be a bit earlier today. But um, as we do, again, it, it's not a video, it's a picture this time, but foot in both camps, and we have five there. And I don't know if you can mm. see that very well. Can you see that at all?
2: It looks like Nobby Solano. Indeed it is, yes. Or Perez, Ferdinand,
1: Steve Guppy. Yes. yes. I'm yeah, not sure. Is so that Keith Gillespie the, the last one? It is. It is Keith Gillespie, yes, yes. Yeah. See, I make it easier for you, don't I? You see, you know, you get something to look at. I mean, obviously there are more, but I, I love doing that because I, I never realized Steve Guppy had played for Newcastle. No. No, I didn't. You know, you
2: know. I used to love but, Steve Guppy,
1: one of my favourite players. Oh, he what well, he should have I think he played once for England or something. he he was um Oh, here we go. There was thirty thousand one hundred twenty-nine in the ground, and you were one of them. You, <laughs> you were thirty thousand one hundred twenty-eight. You know. So um, basically, next time, next time, I'll ask you the attendance, Chris. <laughs> only if Andy can talk to me on the side yeah it'll be my phone a friend you know but uh I haven't got the predictions in yet because we've only just finished playing I'm gonna give the uh two steves and Ian a bit of a break but it is that time I don't know why I asked you I'm just going to go for 3-1 for you but score predictions what are you going to go for
2: yeah i'm going to switch it around a little bit this time um uh, because we're away i'm going to go one
1: three Right, there's all. <laughs> i've just got that I've just got oh, that uh... you haven't been right once though can i just say i don't think you've been spot on once with this this 3-1 prediction but you. Like i could say the idea is you're just going to go for it every week knowing that one week it's got to come up by laws of average uh I'm, i've gone two one so um to us or one two i should say um yeah. we've always i think we've always got the we've always look that we can concede a goal i think you know that that's the problem with us um but uh i think we i think we'll have too much for them if Vardy is back and he doesn't play, yet, play our friend. Craig, it's yeah. been a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, my the pleasure, next... Chris, and thanks to everyone again. Yeah, thanks for, for, for coming. And I um, hope you have a new year. I won't be seeing you now till the new year. Andy Medhurst has gone nil 3. Uh, he's, he's going a bit between, between the pair of us. Um, yeah, it'll be new year when I next see you. So have a tremendous new year. We'll be. Previewing the Stoke game, and uh, and I can think of uh, an unmemorable game when we played Stoke straight away. But yes, um, yes, I think we all know which one that is. But uh, Craig, mate, thanks for everything you've done this year. You have Uh, been amazing. You, you say, you are the knowledgeable one here amongst us, and have a great (laughs) new year.
2: (laughs) No, thank you,
1: Chris, and
2: and. uh, and the same to everybody who's watching. Uh, have a great uh, new year. Stay safe and uh, but enjoy yourself.
1: And by, hopefully by the new year, I'll have got rid of that fly that keeps dive bombing me. At the moment. <laughs> and I won't. I will say it will be see you next Tuesday, but it'll be sort of see you next year as well. Thanks very much, Craig. Take care, bud. you welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, I thought I got it then. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. I'm going to go off and do a bit of a fly catcher moment because it is never a Venus fly trap when you need one. Thanks for watching. Thanks for your comments. Um, Tomorrow, 7 o'clock, with new boy um, Matthew. 7 o'clock, we will be looking at the transfer window, which opens in a few days' time, starting with a special, because we're going to be looking at who might be going out. Who do you think we should sell? Who do you think is um, um, surplus to requirements? I can keep it a secret as to who I think is. You might, you might, you might guess, but we'll find out tomorrow, seven o'clock with Matthew. Um, be nice, guys, then, because it's his first time. I'm sure he might be a little bit nervous. He's like me, shy, unassuming, retiring. Doesn't know have an awful lot to say for himself. Yeah, right. Okay, whatever. Uh, but no. And then uh, on Friday, um, when you've all sort of hopefully recovered from the New Year's festivities, um, set Friday at seven o'clock. It is the opposition view, and we've got a Geordie joining us to um, have a chat with us about the upcoming game. So I need to go and get onto Amazon and order a Geordie English translation book uh hopefully he's not watching him because he'll kill me for saying that but hey wish you all if i don't see you tomorrow night wish you all a very 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 happy new year whatever you do don't do anything i wouldn't enjoy don't drink too much have a good time and enjoy yourself but mostly stay safe see you tomorrow at uh, seven o'clock if not have a very 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 happy new year goodbye everybody This is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Happy New Year.
2: Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
0: Shut up and sit down. for watching these videos are tremendous you'd better like them too or I'll be back.
1: sports social podcast network it's the 90th minute.